and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo. And this is Steve. How's it going, Steve? It's it's going great. How are you? I'm good. I don't know if, like, people might notice this, but in the last episode, I sounded really sick. And I was sick. <laughs> um, so, did you get sick? I did not get sick. All right, good for you. I think I had COVID, so you already had COVID, so you probably, like, wore me into it. I feel like I'm invincible. <laughs> Yeah, for the next, uh, you have a couple months of invisibility yeah, yeah. before it wears off. But yeah, so I was sick all like, I'm, I don't feel like sick anymore. I'm still like slightly nasally, but I feel better. Like, like the same amount of nasally as usual. Yeah. Just Maybe. normal nasally. Yeah. <laughs> I've got something. I mean, I've been, so Cody's sister-in-law has a podcast. And she commented on, like, our Instagram thing about, like, on Cody's episode, our number one episode. Yes. And I've, like, started listening to the podcast. And it's her and, like, her funny, like, friend. And it's a funny one. So, it's, like, it's real S-word with <laughs> Brit and Wit, because I don't curse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, I listen to their episodes. And then I, like, message them. And I kind of, like we kind of got into a fight, like <laughs> me and the lady. Cause I'm like, some of your episodes made me mad. And she's like, but I wasn't saying like mad, mad, but I'm just saying like, cause there's two ladies talking and they're like, sometimes trash talking, like talking crap about their husbands. I'm like, I felt defensive about your husband. And like this one episode, she's like, got really like tore me a new one. <laughs> I saw so that. You guys check out, so you guys check out that podcast. <laughs> Real shiz with Brit and Wit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, go check it out, everybody. <laughs> Who are we talking to today? So today we have uh, Elena Kressel, and um, I'm really excited to talk to her. Me too. I, I think she's somebody that almost everybody probably knew. Like, I know like she was super friendly, really nice, like, always happy to have her around, and... Uh, to know her is to love her. Yes. And to love her is to know her. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. It, it'll be great. And she's going to be here in person, which is my favorite way to do it. Yeah. I think I hear her at the door right now. Well, here's our conversation with Elena. Elena, welcome Please. to the podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks and for... we're live in person. We are live in person. It's the best kind of... I know, like, so it's fun. <laughs> I like to hug people, and if I'm going to talk with you and, like, hang out, then I'm going to hang out. Alright. That's how I think it should be. So, Elena, <laughs> catch us up. What have you been up to the last 20 years? <sighs> Everything and nothing? Does that count? Oh, wait. How about, like, how did I see myself in high school? Because if we start there... We will st- <laughs> Do you want to start there? <laughs> yeah, let's start Okay, there. we can... Yeah, you can start okay. there. Go for it. Also, I have nothing planned, people, so help me. I saw myself in high school as probably just, like, a slacker. It's probably surprising to you that I got here early because in high school, I don't think I was ever early for anything. <laughs> I slept until lunch, and then half of my friends would pick me up at lunch to go to choir. <laughs> so I worked really hard in high school. <laughs> I uh, like to harass my friends and be like, does it bother you that we got the same degree out of high school? Because, <laughs> you know, but I just wanted to be friends with everyone. I just, I thought that that was important because I had a crazy home life. And so friends and everything were kind of like my escape. And I was like, if my life is this crazy, 
then everyone else is probably going through that. I feel like I learned that kind of younger. Mm-hmm. And so I just like to be nice to people and <laughs> be friendly and what was, think everyone deserves a chance. Like, what was crazy? <sighs> what wasn't crazy? My parents were divorced twice. To each other twice? Yeah. They were married, then divorced, then remarried to each other, and then divorced again by the time I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we had like an up and down home life, which was really fun. And in eighth grade, actually, is when I started like antidepressants. So I don't know if you guys like hear that saying, like check on your friends that seem like the happy ones that are okay. I think I was kind of that person (laughs) like that was about me because yeah, I started antidepressants in eighth grade. Hmm. It was crazy and I gained a lot of weight in eighth grade, but it was when my parents got separated again and I went just like into a deep depression, which was weird because we were happy that they weren't together. They were really bad for each other. And so all of us were like, yay, (laughs) they're all together. (laughs) But like, I just went into a weird place. I was like top of the class at the time. I was in like the accelerated math class I had gone to. I don't know, but I got like a C in a class and I was only a straight A student at that point. And my teacher was like, maybe you're just not understanding the material. We're just going to put you back into like the regular class that I had already done in seventh grade and like gotten straight A's. So I was like, I can't how to do that, but okay. So they like put me into a, the lower level math again into like the kids my age. And I was like, Oh, and then I just stopped doing school. I was like, well, this is dumb. Why am I going to do That's that? That's weird. Yeah, it was. So I like had a whole thing. Hmm. I think it was just, they didn't understand because I didn't tell anyone what was going on at home or anything. So yeah. But you didn't think like one C would be like, oh, I know. Passing. I know. <laughs> Well, My mom was just actually getting like, A's. Yeah. I know, I'm so smart, you guys. Like, A++. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, so if you went on antidepressants, like, did you notice a difference when you went on them as a kid? Yeah, so that's an interesting thing. I actually didn't really notice a lot of a difference. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really am a crazy human. Like, I'm on these drugs and we had mandatory therapy we had to go to uh, when we were younger and... And the second time they got divorced, we had mandatory therapy. So I had a lot of issues with therapy for a long time. I think it's amazing. And I'm actually in therapy now. My sweet husband, who we'll get to later, bless him. He gets to put up with me. And he, (laughs) just for like my own mental health, he comes with me to therapy. We do couples therapy. And it's awesome. I think everyone should do it. Even when we're dating, I was like, we get married, we're going to therapy because I want to know how we are healthy and happy so that if we ever get to bad places, we know how to deal with that and where we should be. And he's like been such a huge support. So I didn't notice a difference. And I thought I was just, Oh, this is just how I am. Like pills don't work for me, whatever. And then sophomore year, I don't know if you guys remember, but I moved to Samoa for like six months and I got to live with my family there and, it was just for fun. My sister and I went out there and we, um, we just wanted to meet our family out there, really get to know them. Cause we'd only been there one other time when I was in sixth grade and my aunt out there was unmarried and she's like, yeah, have the girls come stay with me, come live with us. And they can like get to know us. And while I was out there, like some depression hit again. So they called my mom to send some pills again for me. And turns out they were placebo. <laughs> and, I oh. and my family out there is the one that told me. And I was like, 
And I still, to this day, don't know the truth. Because mm-hmm. I haven't. Oh, like how you I don't know if those was. pills were real. And my Polynesian family, who are a little more like, oh, we don't need mental health. Like, just, we can do this, yeah. whatever. I don't know if they were real. I don't know if they were telling me they were fake so that I didn't need them. I don't know if my mom told me that they were real and then they really were placebos. So, yeah, that's been a Maybe they were placebos the whole time and that's yeah, why you just feel better. exactly. And that's what I was thinking is maybe they really were. So, why was the <clears throat> therapy mandatory? I think with the divorce, um, so my parents, there was like some domestic abuse and that kind of stuff. So, when that stuff happens, then it's like state court oh. ordered type of therapy. So I literally like those hilarious movies with like, did anyone touch you here on a with teddy a doll bear? Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I literally cannot go to build a bear because I'm like, <laughs> when I was young, they, they make you make a doll. So kids therapy, they like the way you do therapy is they watch how you play and they watch like those certain things. And so, yeah, they had me like mm-hmm. make a doll and they literally had to like ask those questions. So I don't like build a bear. <laughs> and I had huge issues with therapy and I thought it was great. I'm like, everyone should go to therapy. I think it's amazing. It's just not for me. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, it needs to be for me. So yeah. I'm grateful that I now have a therapist that I like, I love and trust. And then my husband goes with me and we get to start working through some of these things. <laughs> so yeah. That's how I saw myself in high school. Jesus, I went way off topic. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, that, and it's stuff that was going on to yeah. you, and like that. It sounds like friends were really important, and oh, yeah. like having that, like that friendly, that happy, out outward facing, even though like crazy stuff was going on at home yeah. too. I think I, I think that's just why. Like, I wanted to be friendly. I just, I just feel like everyone goes through shit, and it's just more important to be like, you know, you never know. Let's just be nice to everyone. Although I can be a bitch. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I can be an asshole. Tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that Polynesian anger. We're your best friend until we're not. And we'll come at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, I think like, I don't know. It's just, it, it wasn't worth it for me to be mean to people. You know yeah. what I mean? Was it like your friends and your, your social network, was that like a refuge for you? Like you found oh, like your totally. I started having sleepovers. I remember you guys were talking about how like you don't want your kids to have sleepovers. And I think yeah. that's a lot more common nowadays, which is smart. I started sleeping at like Missy, Mary Jane's house, Missy's house, Courtney Rose's house in elementary school, middle school, like school nights all the time. And school then I, nights, yeah, right? I would just go to school with them. <laughs> like I was, everywhere and tried just to not be home. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, a lot of st- like with my siblings, they'd be like, you only care about your friends. And I was like, yeah, right now I kind of do because it's quote unquote normal at their house versus our house where it's just a little crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I started just really young. Like friends were just such a big part of my life. And I will say like my passion now is still people. I love people and friendships and just having those relationships. I can relate to that. I, I slept over at Gonzo's house countless times. Mm-hmm. We'd play a lot. Like almost I, every weekend. Yeah. For yeah. real. And then uh, I know like Trent. Mm-hmm. In high school, there's there's multiple times. Where I, I think during school, I slept at his house like every day for a week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
it is kind of like you said, when stuff is crazy at home, we had stuff happen too. It's just like, it's nice to go somewhere else where you don't have to like face that reality and go somewhere else. Like, like out of sight, out of mind almost. Totally. It's not really happening and I'm away from it and we can just watch WWE all day. I love, I love watching that at Trent's house. Just that out on the rock. Yeah. Hell yeah. By the way, I still play poker with Trent. Really? Some weekends. Yeah. Him and like Lee and Austin. Alex. Austin comes sometimes um, and Austin's wife. Larry comes like next time we have poker. Trent, I'm inviting everyone to your house so I can beat them all in ping pong because I kill Lee in ping pong. I just want everyone to know when he's here. We're really good at ping pong. <laughs> we love it. Prove it. Also, I'm Holly, really bad at poker, but I'm really good at ping pong. Holly and I will kill you in ping pong. I have a paddle Here in my glove box right now, anywhere, in case I need Shut to play. Up. I'm always prepared. <laughs> okay, like, I'm excited for this. Any little competition in my life, I'm a little competitive. It's on. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Elena, so tell us about, like, I'm curious also about, I think I, I asked, um, Andy Simeona that's kind of like about like being a Pacific Islander in Utah. How is that different? And like a lot of the times, like I know it's a different culture, but what's like, I feel like white people a lot of times see Pacific Islanders as like black, you know, and it's like, there is a lot of you treated the same way, even though it's not the same culture. Yeah. But we get, so, like, my brothers, for example, got it way worse than I did. And I think it's because males get it worse than females. I still have a lot of things that happen. But, like, my it got so bad at one point that my brothers, when they first got their licenses, were getting pulled over so much. My mom literally had to call Sandy City Police and, like, threaten them and be like, if you pull my sons over one more time, I bring a lawyer, like, doing all of this stuff. It got pretty crazy. One of my brothers ended up transferring to Taylorsville because he just, like couldn't handle it. And for me, I feel like part of my personality was me just trying to blend it as well. I like talked to my therapist about this, that like, maybe I am so friendly and I just want people to like me and all of that because growing up, I was, you know, one of the only brown kids in school and like stood out. And so I needed to be like the happy, fun, come hang out with me person so that I wasn't the like scary brown girl who's every like she might bite you type of deal, which I still might, by the way. <laughs> um, so I so that's part of like I wonder if that's part of my personality. And we've kind of worked with that a little bit, and I think it is. I think it was just me because I grew up in like the white world that I just I had to learn how to adapt, and that was part of it. And having friends was how I could get out of my house. And having friends, you just have to be nice. It's real easy, guys. Everyone talks about not being able to make friends as adults. I can do it. <laughs> it's like, it's my superpower. You can make a brand new friend yeah. as an adult? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I just started hanging out again, like, a month ago, and I'm like, oh, she's a bestie. Like, I, I just feel like... Does that I love connecting with people. <laughs> <laughs> New old friend. Does that count? Yeah, no, I think it's just like, it's become really easy for me to connect with people because of that. And I also feel like my work doing massage therapy for so long, I am one-on-one with people in a situation like we have no phones. We have no TVs. There are zero distractions. And like, tell me anywhere in your life where you have zero distractions and like a full hour or two hours with someone 
to just talk because all of my clients now have become really good friends of mine because we get those connections. Mm -hmm. And so I think doing that for so long has also just really (laughs) fine-tuned my friend-making skills. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'm, like, tooting my own horn in the weirdest way. (laughs) No, that's fine. Hey, you can make friends. Good for you. (laughs) I was like, I can't be her friend. (laughs) I need to to become a massage therapist (laughs) so I can make more friends. Although I'm not doing it anymore. Skin-to-skin contact. Yeah, so tell us about, like, your car accident, your massage, like your massage therapy, and like I'm like sweating because I'm so nervous. So after high school, I guess I'll kind of like bring it to where. Yeah, give us the catch up. <laughs> we'll what happened after your so, after high school? After high school, went to Utah State, lived with Courtney for a little while, and then I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do or what I want to be. Everyone in our dorm, I think, had like a had some kind of scholarship. We're all really good students. And one year living with Elena, they were all on probation because we had so much fun and played way too much. And I was like, you guys have a great time. I hope you all graduate. And they all did. And I just started doing my thing. Like I, I didn't want to live in Utah. I didn't want to have kids. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to do any of those things. Like I wanted to be a gypsy lady. I feel like it's worked out pretty well so far, but I started working at Marriott. I worked for Delta just so I could travel. And I did. So I started traveling a lot. Eventually I moved to DC. I lived in Florida. I lived in Tampa and I lived in Jacksonville. I lived in Riverside, California. I lived with MLE Anderson in New Zealand. That was amazing. That was like incredible. (laughs) Such a good time. And then I came back and ran into my husband Mr. JHS alum 2002, <laughs> Brandon Kretel, and we ended up getting married. And somehow I am the definition of townie. I married a kid from high school. He is the band teacher at Jordan High School. We live in White City. We bought his grandparents' house after they passed from his family. So we live in White City. I was like, I'm everything I didn't want. <laughs> I love it. I hated Utah growing up. I was like, no. And that's why I was so happy to go to Samoa and live there when I was 16. I was like, yeah, screw this place. And now after living a lot of other places, I'm like, I love Utah. I love being by people I know. I love everything about it. And I love living in Sandy Candy. What is it? What it is. Do you guys remember that say? No? No. (laughs) I blame Phil for that one. Um, (laughs) Sandy Candy, guys? No? No? No. Also, Phil was at my house like two nights ago. I don't know how many people from my high school who I still talk to. Too many. Goldie was at my wedding, and he's like, I think more people from high school are at your wedding than at our reunion. And I was like, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So, yeah, got married and started doing massage. Um, I was working with Real Salt Lake for three seasons. And then we... And then I was like, oh, I could do this on my own. You were massaging the players? Yeah. So, like, have I touched Kyle Beckerman's ass? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Can I say that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't uh, listen. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I worked on the players specifically. That's all I did. I was just working on the players. And then I was like, oh, I, why am I doing this for other people when I can make money for myself? Especially because they did not pay well or at all when he started as an intern. And so I was like, okay, I have all this experience now. I've been working with professional athletes, and I started out my own. 
I've been doing that for like the last six years. Worked on like players all over and different things. It's been really fun. But I also work with. Let's talk more about Kyle Beckman's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always like, "Does his dread smell? Do his dread smell?" And I'm like, "Uh, no. He, he actually keeps me really nice. Like, no." <laughs> I'm sure after a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hated when they'd like come in out of training and just like straight onto my table. I'm like, "Go rinse off. Like, what is this?" But most of them were really good about it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, the the vets were a lot more polite than, like, the new kids coming in. They're like, oh, we're professionals. Now. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Get off my table. Get your ass in the shower. Then come back. Don't disrespect me. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can be nice, but I can also not be so nice. So, yeah. But I was in a car accident just in October, and I cannot massage anymore. It really sucks. I've been in physical therapy. I've been doing chiropractic and massage for myself, like getting massaged. Yeah. And I have bulging discs all down my cervical spine. So they want to do like injections in each spot. But as I've tried to like start doing massage again, it like kills my body. I can't even sleep sometimes because of the pain. <laughs> so I have really good range of motion because I work on my own self every day, do my stretches, like do all my... PT homework and everything, hmm. but like as I compress, it like pushes down on my neck more as I push down because yeah. I specialize in deep tissue and rehab massage and everything. Yeah, and massaging <laughs> is like a physical Super thing. Physical. You're like not working a yeah. person for an hour. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's like really physical. So it's yeah, it's like especially if you have stuff messed up yeah. on your back, I mean, it's you sucks. can't do it. I sweat as much as I'm sweating right now talking to you guys. <laughs> I know, like when I'm giving my wife a massage, it's like after four minutes, like my thumbs are too tired, and I'm like, uh, hopefully that's good enough. <laughs> like, thank goodness for my husband. He massages me like every day. <laughs> he's the best. And I, he's like, my turn. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I was like, how about you come home and like teach me music? Why are you making me massage? <laughs> the worst wife. <laughs> Is there a way? So, like, in my mind, I'm envisioning like a brachial plexus. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm back in anatomy class, but is there a way that you can? like have surgery to fix that or is it just yeah do, you just do these steroid shots and like good luck? So they've talked about that. Eventually, they said if I keep massaging, I'd probably need surgery in the next year or two. And that kind of scares me. I think working in rehab massage for so long, I typically only see the bad side of it. Because if people are healing well, they're not coming to me. So I see all the bad side of it. So I get really nervous about it. So I'm trying to do everything I can before it gets to the surgery point. I'm actually getting my second opinion from a specialist next month to see if like injections will be the better choice or eventually doing surgery or, you know. To see which way to go. So currently I'm just like looking for a new job, which is so weird. I feel like I'm 18 again. Like, oh, what college am I going to go to? Oh, what am I going to do with my life? I'm like, I'm 35 years old. What the hell? (laughs) So that's been fun, which is why therapy has been really great for me. But I mean, that's scary, you know, because like you pretty much were running your own business Mm -hmm. and... It's it's scary to have it yeah. taken away and then be like, I can't do this thing anymore. Yeah. Like, And I loved it. I have, like, my clients, like I said, they have become such good friends. I, like, I have a lot of tattoo artists that I work on that 
I do trade with them. So half of my tattoos, I haven't paid for. I just massage them and get tattoos. Lucky. Which is awesome. <laughs> All my nerdy tattoos. I have my Harry Potter and my Disney tattoos. Is that like, um, on your forearm, do you have a... I have the dark mark. Yeah, the, the, the dark lord mark. I and I have Hogwarts up. after the battle, so it's like dark. So we're gonna do a whole dark sleep. I like, I like villains. I like Halloween. Are you like, Slytherin? Is that what you're telling me? You know, I'm like a Gryffindor Slytherin. It depends on the day. Like Harry, like he could have gone both ways. Absolutely, I, I'm basically Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and then on my back, I have uh, the Mermaid Lagoon because. Um, my husband proposed to me at Disneyland, and we were, Wendy and Peter, when he did it, we were Disney bounding. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Disney larping? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we're children because we don't have children, so we get to be. So, yeah, and then I have three mermaids on my back, and they're for my three sisters, and their, like, faces are their cartoon faces on my back. And then I'm doing, from Harry Potter, the three brothers from that, if you guys know Harry Potter very well. All my tattoos are so nerdy, by the way, clearly. But yeah, I'm doing three brothers and death for my tattoo. Like, so many. Yeah, it's got to be something you're going to, like, yeah. look back and be like, exactly. I still love Hogwarts so bad. <laughs> well, like, your husband has a sweet tattoo. I know, I saw it. I saw, like, Because it went, did he have, is that his first tattoo? It's, like, his third. Oh, he okay. got a little, um, like, music staff thing that he just leaves empty and he, like, writes in music notes on it as he wants. So, like, when we got married, I got those for him, too. By the way, I have such a good wife. Um, he wrote in, like, the wedding march on our wedding day. So, he didn't, he couldn't decide what lyrics or, like, what music he wanted on there. And he's like, no, this is way better. Just write it in myself. That's actually really That's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, for the moody smelling. And then he also has, um, on the other side, another Lord of the Rings tattoo. What's but what's it? the one on his back? Oh, the one on his back is his entire back and it's Gandalf battling the Balrog. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the scene of fire. like thou shalt not pass. It is insane it's and amazing. Awesome. Yeah. We were in Hawaii on vacation last summer and he was standing in line. You know, he's in shorts. It's Hawaii. You don't have clothes on. Yeah. So he's in his swim shorts and I was on the beach and he went to go get us some pizza and he's standing in line and some lady was like I recognize your tattoo. He like turns around and she was like, I know your tattoo artist. I know your tattoo. This is incredible. And she's just a random woman from Ohio. She like recognizes his tattoo. It's like saw it online. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So our tattoo artist, he's, he's like pretty popular. And so, yeah, just a random woman in Hawaii was like, I know your tattoo. This is, I can't believe I'm seeing it in real life. Like she was so excited. It's a pretty incredible tattoo. But yeah, I actually, speaking of him, I'm part of his like pro team for tap venture that he does. So you can buy merch and every dollar spent equals an entry into like this epic giveaway. And he just takes you on vacation and this year they're doing Paris. So he's like, will you plan it for me and you can go? And I was like, okay, Dang, <laughs> I'm going to Paris for three weeks in July. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is what happens when you don't have kids. I guess I can do that for you. I'll find a first trip and go. And cool. I was telling Bonnie like a while ago, so we'd be so rich if we didn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive. I'm like, Crack. Oh, my husband's nickname is Crack. Sorry. Oh, okay. So Crack is like, he's a teacher. And I was like, I have a massage therapist. We are not rich humans. 
But we get to do whatever we want still because we don't have kids. It's like if we had kids, we'd be living off of welfare. Like it would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'd have to trade like for food instead of tattoos. What is this? <laughs> Can I get some diapers, please? Right. <laughs> I'll massage you for some diapers. <laughs> um, so, but how have you changed since high school? I know it's like a lot. You're the same, but it's like, what are your lessons? What are what What are the differences? How are you different? Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like I'm exactly the same. My hair changes all the time. Like, does that count? Uh, but really, I just. I think I've really embraced the whole, like, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And so when I meet new people, when I, any of that, like, that is just a huge thing for me to just embrace people. People are weird for a reason. And even if they're not, who cares? Like, I love weird people. I love awkward situations. I love making people feel awkward and asking weird things because it it helps open people up. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then I can share something really weird and awkward. And they're like, okay, like we're all normal, which actually is what I really love about your guys' podcast. Because a lot of people that I didn't know well in high school hearing, because social media is such a like highlight. It's so filtered. It's a highlight. You like, look what I did. Look where I'm at. Look at all this amazing stuff. You don't get any bad. So on the podcast, I feel like you, you get a little more realness, even if it's not all the down, like dirty, dirty stuff. You're getting so much more realness of like how people thought they were. It depends were on the like, guest, how down and dirty they were. Yeah. <laughs> or they come on and they're just like, I, I think I was amazing. <laughs> I was the best. I don't know if you guys know this, but like, screw you guys. Who are you? But I'm amazing. I was dog patch queen. <laughs> I'm coming at you for that one. <laughs> my queen to uh, my little, she's my right? name made to my little avenue. I am. <laughs> But yeah, no. So I've actually really loved hearing that people are just real. I, social media has gotten so fake. I have deleted my Facebook. It was just too dramatic. And Andy talking about how I'm like fiery and spicy. It's like, you bastard. You shut your mouth. <laughs> and But it's true. When people, I post stuff and people would come at me. I was like, you know what? I brought it on myself. If I'm posting it on my page, totally fine. They want to talk cool. But you can't change anyone's mind over a keyboard. And so after that, I was like, okay, I'm deleting my Facebook. And I told these people, like, if you want to talk to me, let's go get a drink. Let's go to dinner. Let's go do anything. And let's have a real conversation. So I feel like at the end of the day, everyone pretty much has like pretty close views. Like those really big views might be different, but like the basic, (laughs) the basic underlying thing is the same. And we're all just Mm -hmm. like trying to figure it out. I agree with you, and I, I think I, I said this all the time. I feel like people are actually really close in yeah. the way that they think through social media or through the news. Uh, we get the feeling like, oh, we're so divided. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. but, but I feel like we see an extreme, like 5% on each side, mm-hmm. and everybody is like actually really close. They just may lean one way based on, like, their personal experiences. They may lean a different way on, like, a different topic based on, like, personal experience. But for the most part, they're actually, like, if you sit down and talk to someone, they're going to be perfectly nice and normal. Wow, they're Mm -hmm. just like me. (laughs) Yeah. 
felt like I'm watching a like People magazine when we were younger, and it's like celebrities. They're just like us. Well, guess what? So are all of our peers. We're literally all the same, and we all grew up so similarly. My experience was clearly different, but so is yours, and so is yours. Sorry, guns with teeth. I'm pointing at them. The first year was the second year. <laughs> like, we all have our own different experiences, but it's just like we're actually so. Tell me more about your the internet fights you were getting into. Who was oh. coming at you? What were you saying? And what were they saying? <laughs> you want to know how sad this is? My final fight that like drew that I was like I'm done here. My final fight, like I was fighting on time. Yeah. I was not. It's a final battle. But the like last meet me at <laughs> meet me at meet Club Ninety. Meet me at the flagpole. <laughs> I still have access to JHS. Like. No, it was actually one of my uncles that, like, I had posted something about some crazy... Something happened in Conwood Heights. I can't even remember what... That's how dumb it was. Something happened there. Yeah. Didn't know what happened. Posted it. I was like, this is crazy. Like, it's so close. Like, this one hits home. And he, like, came after me because we have a cousin who was an officer in Conwood Heights. And he's like, you don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all I did was post and say, this is close to home. And... It was kind of going back and forth and I was just looking at my husband and I was like, I want to keep talking because it's my uncle. Like he knows me better than this. Like, why is he attacking me? I don't understand this. And so I was like trying to explain myself and then he'd say something else. And I'm like, no, that's not what, you know, you just, you don't know tone through Mm -hmm. keyboards. You don't know intention, true, like true intention. And the stuff he was saying, he he would discount things. So I told him of like an experience I had had when, um, like a racist experience that I had had. And it was my husband and I had just moved to Harriman. We had bought our townhouse when we first got married and we lived out there and I had gotten pulled over and I have not been pulled over since I was like 20 maybe. And this was when I was 30. So like 10 years. So I think I'm a fairly good driver <laughs> and I got pulled, pulled over for speeding. I was going like 35. It was right outside of my neighborhood. I had just left and I didn't know the speed limit. I thought it was like, you know, pretty normal to be 35, 40 around there, but it was 25. So I got pulled over and he came up to me and asked for my license and everything. I was like, okay, here you go. And he comes back and he pulls me out of the car, like with a gun, sits me down. And I was like, oh my, like what's happening here? And he told me that my car was stolen and that he couldn't find anything. So I'm like, I gave you my registration. Like it has my, it's got name, my on name. It. Yeah. This is my ID. Like I, I'm so, I was so confused and I was just sitting there like handcuffed on the curb in my brand new neighborhood. Like in bar- like that's the neighbors are like, yeah, like, like the new neighbor. who's this gangster? Who's this drug dealer <laughs> that just moved in next door? And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like what is happening here? And it was funny because the previous owner was literally my mom. We have the same last name too. So like, even if you like went back and found everything, like it's been our family. Core, like, yeah, yeah. And so I was telling him this experience and he's like, well, I'm sorry that you think it happened that way and that you felt that that happened to you. Or like, he just very much discounted it. And I was like, oh, but that did happen. And like, I don't know about you, but has that ever happened to you when you give someone all of your information, when you give them all of this stuff, have you ever been pulled out of your car and like handcuffed and sat on the curb for all of your family members to see or neighbors to see? Like that was kind of a big deal for me. And I had to go, I went home and told my husband because I actually called him uh, as I was getting pulled over. Cause when I was younger, my dad taught us to always call someone if we're getting pulled over. 
I also didn't know that that wasn't a normal thing because, you know, being brown yeah. in Utah, you like kind of need to make sure you're okay getting pulled over. <clears throat> and anyway. so I called him and he's like, oh, he's, and he's like, oh, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I was like, I just, I'm just going to put you on speakerphone. He's like, oh, why? Just hang up. It's fine. Like, talk to the cop. Like, he didn't know either. And I called him afterwards and told him what happened. And he was like, livid. But yeah, that was my final straw. That was like, I just told you this experience that I had that was like a little traumatizing for me that's happened in the last five years. And you just totally discounted it. And it's crazy because I love this uncle. We're super close. And I was like, if we were in person, I think it would have been a different reaction. A thousand percent. Like, oh my gosh, were you okay? Like gave me a hug, those kind of things. But when you're on social media and going back and forth, it's just like, I have to be right. I have to be right. And Mm -hmm. so... I was like, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. So I still have Instagram. (laughs) And I will say, I've maybe only had like two people say something to me. And I'm like, hi, if you want to talk, meet me here. Like, let's have a conversation. I won't do it over. I won't do it online. And if they keep doing it, then I just block them. Because I really appreciate other opinions. I never deleted anyone for having a different opinion than me or anything. And I like to hear both sides. And I think doing massage I had a lot of different kinds of people coming in, so I got to hear a lot of both sides. But I won't do it online anymore. I can't do it. So That's smart. Uh, yeah, it is smart. I mean, it just never. It, no one, no one ever like read, read something on on Facebook. We're like, oh, this is a really good point. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna think more about this. Like, you've like, changed my life. <laughs> like when you see Sierra and Lindsay fighting on Facebook. Oh yeah, I'm past. like thinking. That gif of like someone eating popcorn, <laughs> I'm like reading like Lindsay Nielsen, <laughs> then reading Sarah's replies. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, uh, this yeah. is Facebook gold. <laughs> uh, it's fun because it's entertaining to read for sure. And I told my husband, like, sometimes I'd be like, hey, let me see your Facebook. He's like, are you sure about this? I was like, I'm not going to respond. I just want to, like, look how funny this is. <laughs> but I haven't been on it in a couple years now, maybe a little more. And Michael one day is like, I'm deleting Instagram. I'm deleting like Twitter. I only follow Twitter for the jazz because you know, yeah, go jazz uh, <laughs> or not. It hurts. They're, They're not the it's, it's been a little rough the last little bit. Um, it's a thing to be a fan of. Right, right now, it is. <laughs> I you have your Instagram, and you went on this journey that you've been sh- like this weight loss journey. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So that's a change. I, that, that is a change. Oh yeah, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm bringing it back. How so you changed the last twenty years? <laughs> so um, I actually in 2020, I gained like 45 pounds in like a month, month and a half, two months. Um, and then TMI. Here's your like whatever. I had like a 60 day period, Dang. and it did not stop. <laughs> Um, and 60 days, it was the worst. So clearly something was going on, right? I had, uh, did you not have a period for like four years before then? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wish I like going on birth control earlier and it just messed up my life. Like birth control ruined everything. Well, 60 days, that would make make you like anemic or something. It did. It was so bad. So yeah, so I, that all this happened. And actually, a year before that, um, Crack and I, we hit... Brandon, sorry. <laughs> People are be like... What, what's Crack come from? <laughs> it's so dumb. In middle school, he was reading out loud in, like, seventh grade. 
and read the word crevice. His last name is Cressel. And so for a while, people were like, ha ha, crevice, like calling him crevice. Mm-hmm. And then his friends were like, that's lame. And I think it was Sean O'Connell who was like, let's call him crack instead. <laughs> so he started going by crack in like middle school. And here we are. And I actually, in high school, I didn't know his real name. I only called him crack. So that's funny. As we started dating, I had to start calling him Brandon because I'm like, hi, daddy. This is Brandon. Not crack. That's crack. Yeah. So crack and I. We were married, and I actually uh, miscarried a year in. And after that, we're like, yeah, I, I can't do this. Like, to those who have gone on that journey of, like, infertility and all of that, bless them. Because one was enough for me, and I was like, nope, it's 100% no for me. I'm not having kids because I cannot do this again. Like, and, and it's actually really common, I think. Yeah. I think 25% of girls. Yeah. Like so many people. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They just don't talk about it. Yeah. And so after that, I had gone to the doctor and done all the things. And they're just like, oh, you just need to lose some weight. You just need to lose a little weight and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. Because anytime I go to the doctor, it's always, oh, you just got to lose some weight. And I'm like, can we, can we check some things? Like, you want to take some blood? Literally anything. And then 2020. <clears throat> so I think it was like a couple years after my miscarriage. All of that started happening. So clearly something else was going on hormonally. All of so these. it wasn't just like COVID weight. No. no. Like, so the 40 pounds I gained. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but like in a month, two no, months, no, like, that's, 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 that's so that's, much. That is yeah. like crazy. And I actually, after the first 20 pounds, I started eating like a rabbit. Like I was not eating. I was eating salads. I was like, something's happening. So I went to three different doctors and it was my last doctor that finally listened to me, finally started running tests. They thought I had like ovarian cancer. They thought I had all these things, Hmm. but because it was just like, Oh, when you're overweight, they don't want to listen to you. Their only thing is like, just lose weight. Well, just lose weight. That's all you got to do. It's not, it's like triple thing because it's like overweight people. Doctors won't listen to Uh Brown people, uh-huh. doctors don't listen to. Phoenix. Women, people, doctors don't listen Triple to. Triple whammy, you guys. I was screwed. So a million pounds later and 60 days of bleeding out my vagina. I am so sorry. I yelled no, out. that's fine. Um, Just don't tell Rosie that story. <laughs> oh, she's going to be so mad. She doesn't listen. Yeah, I found a doctor who listened to me. I was like, thank the Lord. Like, truly. And so... um they found out that I just was having a lot of hormone issues. And my doctor was like, actually, I think this has been going on since you hit puberty. Like in eighth grade, my weight gain that happened and all like the mm-hmm. crazy depression stuff that started. He's like, I actually think like whenever you started puberty and I was like, huh, things are starting to come together. And they're like, you probably should have been dealing with different things and like been on different things for your hormones since I was in eighth grade. And I was wow. like, coming back full circle. Like, it was crazy. And so, but at this point I had gained so much weight and just like everything was bad. I ended up getting the gastric sleeve yeah. and I now, so I hit my highest weight. This is so embarrassing to say out loud. And I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I'm going to do it. 359.4. I'd gotten really big and I like, it was bad. And it worked out well that COVID was happening because my massage business had slowed down so much. Like I couldn't, I was out. Yeah, people don't want yeah. that close contact. Right. I was out of business for three months with COVID, like March, I don't know, all through that. And then as like things started coming back, it was just slow going because, yeah, you didn't want the close contact. <clears throat> so I got the surgery September 2020. 
And now a year and a half later, I've lost a hundred and almost 50 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And my hormones are normal. <laughs> like everything is so much better. Like I have normal periods. <laughs> is that the only like, change that you made? Like just the gastric sleeve? Like yep. you're not on a like progesterone or anything, like no hormone I, therapy. They started me on that initially when um, I started surgery because my hormones were so, because it had been 20 years of like, Nothing. Like, no totally help. out of balance. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, I was good. I got regular physicals. Like, I did all the things I was supposed to. Because I didn't have a baby, I wasn't forced to go get those all the time. Right. And so I made sure that, like, I was doing that for myself. And still, no matter what I did, mm. no matter, like, what diet I did or whatever, it was like, nope, you're just going to keep gaining weight. <clears throat> and so finally, this doctor found that out. So, yeah, I did end up going on um, a few different hormones, actually. And after three months, they took me off all hormones completely. They wanted to see how it was going. So January, actually, of last year. And since then, I am not on anything. Besides my Lexapro for antidepressants. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no hormones, nothing. I, like, can lose the weight. Like, everything balanced out. They they basically, like, fix things for my body. Yeah. And so where I'm at now, my doctor's like, this is your healthy weight. This is where you should be. This is where you should stay. Like for your culture, he doesn't go off of just the, he goes off of everything. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is your healthy weight. This is a healthy weight for you. So that's been a huge change for me. And that's also been an interesting change. Cause as you said, like fat people, brown people, overweight people, people open doors for me way more now. People hmm. like that's messed up. You've yeah. actually like seen the oh. total change. Oh, it's crazy! Like people treat you really differently because I I feel like while I've kind of been like bigger my whole life, whatever. And when I got really like that big weight that last year or so, I like people they're rude. They like ignore you. It's like you're almost invisible to them because they're like embarrassed for you or something. And then as I've lost weight and all of that, it is crazy. I remember I was going to my niece's soccer game and there was like a group of dads who like legit like stopped and looked at me and I was like looking around like are you looking at me? Like what's happening here? And then they're like hi how are you? Like chatting it up and I was just like you asshole. (laughs) First of all all y'all are married. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like so am I. But it's just, it's funny. People are a lot nicer. They're a lot more polite. Like it, like when you go, if I went to a car dealership, they wouldn't come and ask me. Like, you know, they run up to you. They did not for me. And then as I lost weight, like I just got a new car last March and I had lost at that point, probably like 60 to 80 pounds. And I had like three people run up to me. Like it was just, it was such a, it's such a weird change for me. It's, that's so frustrating. I bet it's the world we live in. You oh, know, it's like absolutely. We're, we live in such a <clears throat> world that, you know, appearances are so important. Mm-hmm. So, it sucks. And it I sucks. just, like, look like a hot mess all the time, so it's like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just covered in tattoos and, uh, help them. This lady's a death eater. Let's go help her buy a new so yeah, um, I so it's, it sounds like you've learned some stuff though. I mean, obviously, your personality-wise, you may be similar, but you're getting you've gotten wiser. You understand oh, like sure. more how the world works. Had some tough yeah. 
experiences. Yeah. Learn to, like, cut people out on the internet. <laughs> like, have face-to-face conversations. Yeah. Which sounds like you love those anyway, but that's yeah. a, that's how you would want to connect and, and discuss. And mm-hmm. I'll say argue, but I guess maybe debate. Like, yeah. I would like to debate you in person rather because than have the whole world watch this awkward... Right. No, you're right. There's so much... I mean, so much of communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So it's not only like the tone, your body language, mm-hmm. the, looking at somebody and seeing their face, seeing like being able to connect, like, oh, they understand me or they don't understand me. When you're typing, you lose all of it. Absolutely. You lose all of it. All you get is like, you can type in all caps. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the difference. <laughs> Stop yelling. Why are you yelling? It's like, oh, I'm not. Oh, whoops. It was, it was, it was <laughs> caps lock. No, but, you know, so it's like, I get it. And, and I think that's, that's smart. It has helped my mental health more than anything else I've done for myself because I got Facebook when it was like only the college kids with a college email address can Mm -hmm. sign up for this cool new thing because Courtney was like on the up and up with technology all the time. And it's like, what are you talking about, Court? Oh, you got me this new thing? Okay, cool, thanks. She's still on the up. Yeah. <laughs> She's always on the up and up. But yeah, so I've had it since literal 2004 when we were in college at Utah State. And deleting it was like, I mean, I made my husband get a hard drive. And we got all my old photos that were only on Facebook. Yeah. Like, we got everything. And then I was like, bye. And deleted it. And by the way, it's like hard to delete your Facebook you have to be on a laptop. You have to do all this stuff. They ask you, like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And then it's like, in 30 days, we're going to send this to you again. Like, they yeah, want your info. They make it sticky. <laughs> yeah, they make it really hard. But once I did it, I was like... <sighs> if it didn't back up Candy Crush for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Candy Crush. You think he's joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, like, level 7,000. Like, I can't lose that. I can get this back. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, do you have other lessons? Like, is there anything else, like other things that you have, you think like I've learned or these things have changed me, like yeah. these experiences have changed me? Honestly, my number one, I think the biggest change for me was meeting my husband. Like he, I, I can't tell you how different my life has been since he's been a part of it. I feel like I'm going to cry because I love it so much. <laughs> no, but he... So, like, things that happened to me as a child and all those different things, I never told anyone. Like, a lot of people didn't know a lot of those things about me. And it wasn't until I was married to him that I felt, like, safe for the first time. Like, as much as I love my family and everything, I just never felt that safety, you know, that you can just be who you are. And he, bless his soul, <laughs> lets me be as crazy as I want to be. He lets me do whatever I want. Like, he is the best I've never felt so safe. So it's literally because of him that I have started to open up and talk to like childhood trauma, talk to him about childhood traumas, talk to him about literally everything. So I, things I never have told anyone. He was actually the one that like helped me start looking for a therapist initially. Cause I was still, when we were married, when we were first married, I was like, yeah, therapy is cool. Just not for me. Just not yeah, for me. It helps other people. Yeah. <clears throat> and finally he's like, would be good for you too like in the sweetest way you know but he is like the reason that I got into it for myself that I actually got back on real antidepressants that I'm still on now that I actually love and at first like the stigma of like oh my gosh I'm on these pills like I'm, I'm gonna kick it though I'm gonna get off these pills like as quick as I can nope I'm happy like 
the change that it has made for me, I'm all about it. If I have to be on them for the rest of my life and it makes me happy, I am a hundred percent about it. I think that's like such a healthy way to look at it. Yeah. My, um, my brother had brain surgery and had his like pituitary gland removed Mm -hmm. and there are like his body will not produce any hormones now. So you have to take like replacement pills for the rest of his life. He needs to, his testosterone, his thyroid medication and, um, like adrenal gland replacement. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the times our body, like if there's something like we don't have to take like depression medication, a lot of the times isn't like aspirin, you know, it's not because I like have a headache. I'm going to do it, but it's sometimes like we are the kind of like our brain chemistry is a certain way that we need it's to take different. it. It's different. It needs help. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's like, I feel like a lot of people tend to roller coaster. I'm doing an mm-hmm. up, and up, up and down motion with my hand um, <laughs> because they like, you know, they feel really good among these mm-hmm. and then like, oh, I don't need to take them anymore. And then all the of a sudden they start crashing. Mm-hmm. I have had those. I think that's super, super common it's, to stop taking them because you think things are going really good. Mm-hmm. I actually did that. And after like three days, cause you know, this stuff is messing with your brain chemistry. I remember I was in a massage and it like hit me and thank goodness I work in like a dark environment and a quiet environment if I need to. So it was just like quiet. And I was like, okay, just finish this massage. And they left and I had to lay down on my table and turn off all the lights and like my brain couldn't handle it. And I like, I was there for an hour. Luckily it was my last massage of the day. And Crack called me and he was like, uh, where are you? I thought you were supposed to be home. And I was like, I like my, the way my head hurt, the migraine, the like things just started going really bad. He had to pick me up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even drive. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, oh, I haven't been taking my pills because I'm like trying to get off of them. And I did it the dumbest way possible. Like cold turkey, mm-hmm. just stop taking them completely. Yeah, they're not cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I came right? like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's fine. I was not fine. And I've learned ever since the only other time I've like forgotten my pills was on vacation. I was like, Oh crap, I think I'll be okay. But like, even, I called my doctor and they, they would give you like, they, I went and picked up a prescription. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because it's just, it's part of my life now. And I'm so fine with that, that it truly has helped me just feel even Granted, like I said, the last couple of months have been a little up and down with, I feel like the forced career change because I love massage. I love doing it for so long, but. And I think there's a difference between, you know, having something sad happening and feeling sad about it mm-hmm. or having, you know, going through a hard experience and feeling down and like. And just because something bad is happening, like outside stimulus is stimulating and you're responding accordingly. Yeah. Like, I feel like depression is when the outside stimulus and your reaction do not connect. So it's like, it doesn't mean that it, it's not okay to be sad. Like yeah. this like car accident and this forced like, career sorry. change sucks and it's yeah. a sad thing and it's a normal reaction yeah. to be like... <laughs> Like, feeling crappy about it. Yeah, it's like forced upon you. It's not like something you chose. Like, I'm going to stop doing massage now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just out of the blue, unplanned, forced change. Like, that would knock you off kilter. Like, it would change, and it is changing. For sure. 
Everything. My my husband, he like I said, he is my rock, and he has to remind me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Like he's like, you're okay, and he's so sweet. He's like, let's find out like what we like again. Da da da. So we're on a wait list for a cooking class. We're like we're trying to find things that we're excited about again. And I and I signed up for school, and I was like, should I go back to school? You know? And he's like, whatever you want to do. He truly is the best. He's like, okay, do you want to do this? Good do you job, want to do this? I know. <laughs> he just, he just takes care of me. Like I, like I said, I've never felt more supported or loved in my entire life. Like he is the best. And so it's really nice to have a partner that like, I, I can be a hundred percent myself. And maybe that's why I am more comfortable with people because I have someone who loves me exactly the way I am. And I think that's such a big deal. Like that's super important. So <clears throat> I think that's maybe part of like lesson learned. <laughs> Marry a good human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good lesson. Yeah, a supportive good human. So yeah, I just feel like I'm 18 again, like on this weird journey of like trying to find myself. But I have a supportive husband who's like, "Yeah, let's do this. Let's figure it out." <laughs> I'm like, so I can't go to Disneyland every day. Like, <laughs> is that not a job? Because I want you uh, to that know. That is a job. We see a guy on YouTube and he's like, like, he go to Disneyland every day. I could plan everyone's Disney trip. I could be that travel agent, which is why I'm planning Drew's Paris trip. I'm really good at planning trips. I can do that for all of you. There you go. I will say I was hired onto a job that I did for a day and I was like, I'm good. No, thank you. I won't, yeah, I won't come back tomorrow. <laughs> it just turned out that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's for like a marketing agency for nonprofits. Great for what they're doing, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little more closely related to like working with the nonprofits. It was not, but yeah, I've now signed up to volunteer for any victims of like domestic abuse or, um, any, anything in that realm that where people go to the hospital and they don't have anyone. So I have now volunteered to be the person that goes and supports them while they're there going through that. That's awesome. And I'm just trying to find different things that, cause I, I love helping people and I, I genuinely love people. And so if I can work directly with them, that's kind of like, that's what I want to do. Based on your personality profile. I, <laughs> take, oh my um, gosh. I, I can attest to this. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo and Steve are so sweet. They're like, let's help you find a job. Let's figure this out. And they have me take a personality test. And Gonzo's like, uh, I was like, he probably thinks I'm a psychopath. Nothing with math. <laughs> don't do this. Uh, don't do, yeah. None of this. And then it was like 100% extrovert, yeah. which I've been trying to fight with people my whole life. But like, deep down, I'm introverted. <laughs> not according to that test. Who gets 100% on something? Like, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> just terrible. Zero. Just, just terrible. 0% introverted. <laughs> the, the, the not miscongeniality yeah. of Sarah comes for you. <laughs> 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 I had your back on that one. You did. You did. Steve's got me. I had a crush on Sarah and I still had your back on that one. <laughs> Steve, I had a crush on you in high school. Yes. Oh my gosh. Are we there's to the, the beef tea. section already? There's the beef tea. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I think Gonzo's got some beef that he's been wanting to share. Gonzo. Oh, I don't have any beef. No, sorry. No. Well, Is it my beef? Yeah. Some so but let's talk about, let's talk about beef. Do, <laughs> Elena, do we have any beef? Yes, we do. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> all right, go, go, go for it. Go. <laughs> I have a beef with all of your books. 
Everyone goes home. So, I don't know if you guys remember the assembly, but it was... <laughs> I did a shake and then a shake, so I, like, was to... to okay, hit. this is dog patch assembly. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Dog patch assembly and my, like, talent, where it had to be, like... Oh, what's the nice way to say red white trash? Where it was, like, had to be, red, like, red that... Neck. Yeah, redneck. Uh, that's yeah, nice. sorry. Yeah, that's what it sorry, is that me? competition. So it was, like, hillbilly... <laughs> So I did, my talent was like Tahitian shaking because I grew up like doing luau's and dancing and all yeah. of that while I made a shake and it had like a live fish that I put in a blender and like all of this stupid nasty I had, I had shit. totally forgotten yeah. your talent yeah. until you told me about it and then I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, yeah. the memory jumped. That was my talent yes. and then I drank the shake while I was shaking my hips. Crazy. Also, don't do that because I puked after both assemblies I you did, did it twice? Yeah, because there was two. Yeah, there's two assemblies. I noticed you. Just like, yeah. I'm do it so again. So I did it twice, and I was like, that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> Puked twice. And then afterward, I we had won. You and I had won. And I think they were looking for us to, like, take pictures. And they couldn't find Gonzo. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he doesn't want to be seen with the pew girl. Like, I was like, Gonzo. And then when the yearbook came out, I was not in there. I was not in there as the winner. I didn't have the toilet seat around my neck. <laughs> like, all the winners of previous years. I was like, it's Gonzo's fault. He didn't want okay, to be so, seen with the puke girl. He hates me. <laughs> so first, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sure that was not the case. It's probably like, that it's was, like I want to say I can lazy. smell the shake. I'm like, <laughs> maybe I had to go throw up. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably. I think no, anyone but, okay. that smelled that shake probably had to. But first, up. I want to apologize because I think it's messed up that like, like I don't know. I, I, I'm not in a picture either. There, so it's like, if you it's know, if it's my fault, I want to say like I want to at first take 100 percent responsibility <laughs> and say sorry. I, I then here is actually what I think happened: the toilet seats, the people who painted them, painted them upside down. So, like, I, I when you put them on your head, like, they painted them backwards, so the, the faces were upside down. Yeah. So, it's like, because I look at it, I actually did some online research, and I looked at, like, the digital yearbooks for the previous years and for future years. <laughs> to see, and like, why are one we picture. in there? Yeah. yeah, there's one picture of, like, the of people the wearing the toilet yeah. seats, but the toilet seats are correct. So, I think they, like, gave and, like, us those toilet weird. seats, and they're like, oh, they're upside down. We're going to fix them, and then we'll get to take a picture later. Uh, I want to say that's what happened, but I don't know. It, and it could be that I said something rude, like, oh, Lena just, like, she's got some bark it's on her disgusting. face. <laughs> I don't want to take her hair. So it's possible. Chunks. Because I've said and done really stupid stuff, so I first want to apologize, and then also want to, like, cop out of it by saying this. Blame somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Lacey Jackson's fault. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, it's that's, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, clearly, I've but I've gotten over it. You, yeah, <laughs> you deserve the you deserve the kudos, the I think, recognition for I, winning. Because there's a picture of me fitting into the like yeah. into the dryer, yeah. and I think everybody I remembers think, that dryer. Yeah, I don't think I'm in but the you're dog not in the page at all, at all. and you won. Oh, swearing! See, I won the competition. You did. I actually <laughs> won that. And I am not in there. It's fine. We'll bleep it out. I'm sorry, everyone. I can't. But, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to bleep. Please put the explicit. Hold on. Go. Beep. 
and then I'll edit that in front of it. Got it. Please do that. Okay. That'd be amazing. No, yeah, I was like, I won this. I'm not in this. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's totally Gonzo's fault. Everyone I want, everyone. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> He's embarrassed to see yeah. cute girl. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I'm trying to think if I have any other beef. And then I want to hear about you um, um, having a crush on Steve, and Steve was like, never, <laughs> <laughs> never reciprocated. I mean, I, I was clueless. I don't. I, it's not like I told anyone. Like you don't tell people you have a crush on. It's like. Oh, <laughs> if you would have told me that, I would have probably never talked to you. Again. <laughs> That's how it works in here. Even in high school, I would say like elementary school, but no. He could have sent you a cool like AOL. <laughs> I know. I could have gotten an amazing song, like all the yeah. things. Yeah, I'm waiting for a girl like you. You know. Here we are. You're like happily married. It's like I barely like my husband. <laughs> Terrible. What could you know, have been? It worked out though. You know. <laughs> I guess. I what could have been? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I think the only other thing I can think of. I don't know if you guys remember, but Holly and I almost didn't walk at graduation. Tell us about it. Because uh, a new girl came to school who was a junior. But then she was graduating with us senior year, and she came in acting like hot shit. And, and you even though her? no, okay. even though I'm just, like the nicest human alive, when someone's yeah. mean to my people or my friends, she I'm like, her. I will fight you. <laughs> and so she was mean to one of my friends. She was mean to Brienne actually, who was like Brienne's so kind. How could yeah. you be mean to Brienne? Exactly. Thank you. And so Holly and I were bitches. Holly's actually really nice. I want everyone to know because everyone's like, oh yeah, I remember her. She was mean. <laughs> Holly, you're amazing. So we were just like, oh, let's just like kind of intimidate her a little bit. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of scary, especially if you don't know me. I'm not, not scary looking. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we just kind of intimidated her and we got called to the office for senior sunset. And they're like, if anything happens there, you guys will, can't walk. You guys can't do this. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever. Didn't do anything because we didn't actually care to. We we're just yeah. like. Be nice to Brienne. And so, <laughs> so graduation practice, you know, how we had to practice walking because it's so hard. Um, I was sitting up front with the choir. Holly was like in the back with like Kristen and Emily. And when Brooke went to walk in the background, all you can hear is like, bitch, bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> and who gets called to the office? Elena. <laughs> I'm like, you assholes. Luckily, I had choir. And so I was up front with the choir, and so I was like, it wasn't me. Like, no, it wasn't me. But they were going to try to make it so I, I couldn't walk. I remember the big-time threats around <laughs> oh, graduation yeah. you practice. You can't walk. Like, if someone makes, like, a, like a you have head a signal, ball, yeah, it's like, don't you even try. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're gonna cancel this whole thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Brooke, that I was mean, but it wasn't me that yelled bitch. It was Holly. Love <laughs> <laughs> <Funny> you, Holly. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you got that off your chest. He <laughs> asked. I was like, husband, Adam's wife was like, don't be funny. And then he was like, you do what you want. And I was like, but I'm not funny. So I'm glad you guys are laughing. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Sick burns. <laughs> Everything bad that's happened, anything, anytime I got in trouble, Holly was probably there. But you know what? 
all my like really quote unquote good friends, like Courtney, Winnie, Jesse, all those girls, we literally peed on every football field in our district to be like, yeah, screw them, JHS. <laughs> so we did some crazy things too. Kaylin was there every single time. She was the first one to shriek anytime we did anything. Oh my gosh, they're going to kill me. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Alina, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Um, no, I Jordan like, High School uh, Band. Uh, uh, Jordan <laughs> High School Band, you guys. My husband is literally the band teacher at Jordan High School. I am a chaperone, so you know. Sorry, <laughs> oh my gosh, parents are gonna listen to this and be like, "Fire that man immediately." His wife no. is a psychopath. If parents listen to it, I would like it because we get a few more downloads. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, you know what? Any publicity? Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll publicity come to the JHS band concerts. They're incredible. Crack still does his like jazz band, all the things. Also, I have to really make sure while I'm on band tour not to call him Crack because that's not a good nickname for a teacher. Uh, <laughs> and then <clears throat> I would say my massage business, but. Clearly, that's changing a little bit. Then uh, keep, we'll keep our eyes open or our yes. ears open to us. Yes. Uh, I still like the new. two that I refer to are my one girlfriend that like works with the jazz, and the other one was the head therapist at Real for a long time. So like, the, I still have really good connections. If you need a good massage, but I don't know. The only thing I want to promote is like. Come hang out at my house. I would love to have barbecue. I'd love to have people over. I think Alex Fackrell is like, why haven't I been to your house yet? It's like, okay, let's have a barbecue. Come tell, over. tell Alex that I want him to come on the show. I, 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 tell, I asked I him and he told him me no. I know. Every time I talk to these assholes, I was like, hey, I'm going to do it. And they're like, yeah, because you talk too much. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But they don't want to do it. But I think Lee finally signed on. Yeah. yeah. Courtney. Whitney, Jesse, I'm like, Whitney, come on with Justin, her husband, Justin Bauman. I'm like, yeah, yeah come on as a couple, you guys. And Holly, she's like, uh, can I come on with you? It's like, well, you live in Vegas, so clearly no. <laughs> but Holly and I said we're going to start our own podcast and call it like the JHS Rumor Mill. We're going to do a spinoff and be like, let's talk about all those crazy rumors. And be like, was this true? Like, <laughs> call people up and just call people out. I like it. I listen. I want to know. I want to know all the dirt. Just throw out some rumors. I yeah. probably know a lot of dirt. But you probably know it. more than anybody. I probably do, actually. I, I like, like I said, I genuinely love people, so I love still, like, chatting with them, talking to them. Can see MJ tomorrow. Mary Jane, get your ass on here. Well, let's Everyone do, wants to know where you're at. Let's to. do a barbecue. I, I'd like to do that. Yeah. I'll bring some Jerome sausage. Jerome um, sausages. <laughs> She's so sweet. I saw her at Taste of Wasatch. Yeah. Like years ago. Before, it was before COVID. And her like her and her husband and their chef and their food was so good. I went back like three times, got a lot of food from them. Yeah. And I, let's do a karaoke night at a Club 90. <laughs> Club 90. Oh my gosh. Okay, here's what I'm going to promote. It's my birthday on March 3rd, and I think I'm going to rent out, like, Waikiki's basement, maybe, that has karaoke and drag shows. So that's where I'll be the weekend after my birthday. I think my birthday's, like, on a Wednesday. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Come hang out, guys. All are invited. Truly. I love people. So come on. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming over and uh, 
talking to you. Being open and talking. Oh, it's, it's been awesome. Getting really nervous. I know. <laughs> I'm so mad because I like sweat. <laughs> I shouldn't be nervous, but I am. But we only judged you like very little. Like 17 times. <laughs> we'll judge you after you leave. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that high school angst. It's like all those emotions coming back because truly I don't really care what people think. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. What it was They're nervous. Really it was nerve wracking because you like were going to be sitting in front of your high school crush. Sorry, Natalie. I don't know you, but I apologize. She's she's my crack. I love it. I know. I call my husband my white drug of choice, so you can call your wife. (laughs) You guys, so bad. Um, I do want to call out literally all of my friends. If I have talked to you in the last five days, all thirty of you list them. <laughs> on the way here, I talked to Courtney, Winnie, Jesse, and Holly for sure. I've talked to MLE Anderson. Come on, your life is incredible. I've talked to Bethia. I've talked to Mary Jane. Bethia did, is on. Yeah, did uh, like text me. And she's like on I the schedule. I think I talked to Lee this week. Lee's because he's be like, on. I finally have a date. And I was like, I believe in you. <laughs> I'm totally calling out Alex. Because when I go over to his house, I'm like, hey, you dickhead. <laughs> Alex should be really comfortable. We I were love really Alex good friends so with Alex. I know. He was a part of your mattress story. Yeah. Also, can I apologize to Don Hoover for anything that my friends ever did to you? I did not jump into your pool in our jeans. It was then. We also, like, I, mean, I remember running on, top, running on top of his pool with, like, the pool cover on and, like, maybe yeah. breaking it. And I'm like... Whatever, Don. We're like, no, I was like really bad. Put holes in his basement because we were like throwing like pool balls at each right. other. Just but like Kristen like, Mariko, Holly, Emily Childers, AK Johnson. Like, I need all the girl. I mean, and boys. Phil was at my house like two nights ago. Yeah, all these people. Yeah, I love Phil. Adam. Oh, Adam. So many. There's just like I still talk to so many people, but I want to talk to more. Come yeah. hang out with me, guys. Even if I'm a little bit nuts. Whatever. Okay. Love it. Yep. Do as Elena says. <laughs> Do as I'm doing. Goldie, you too. Get on here. I'd love to talk and to Andy, Goldie. And Andy, don't ever call me again. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. been really fun. I'm glad. Thanks, Thanks for letting me hang up. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I know. How do you guys? Do you know? How do I, I don't know how to end it. Uh, okay, no, I think that's, that's it. it. We did it. Do good. I need to leave so you? <laughs> Steve, thumbs up. We just talked to Elena. What are your thoughts? Um, what are your thoughts? She is. Okay, you can pretend you're not here. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want to hear the. Thoughts. I loved it. I I love. She's had an interesting journey. I mean, it's the, all the weight loss stuff was crazy. 60-day period, you'd be like, by what day are you like, what the heck is going on? Four days? Five days in? You know, it's like, mm, that's crazy. Probably like 10 12 days? days in. Yeah, you're like, that's cr- that was crazy. I think to be putting it on that fast and then to be like eating like a rabbit, like, okay, holy crap, like, okay, I gotta just not eat, something is up, and then to still gain weight, and to be bleeding, and to go through all that, that that would be crazy. I know. And then so sad about the car accident and having to have like a forced change of career. And it's still like an ongoing process. Like what's going to happen? That's going to be really hard. I don't know. I, 
one thing I thought a lot about was when she was talking about when she was a kid and all the crazy stuff happening. I I like it because I feel like even though I'm like a white, blonde hair, blue eyed guy, like very Aryan. Yes. Roush, you know, <laughs> shoot, got a German last name. I, I, I grew up. I, I don't want to say I grew up the same way she did because I didn't experience a lot of the things she did. But I, I could relate in the. I did not want to be home ever. I, I never want. I to didn't want to interrupt her, but I was thinking about you and thinking about, um, like, I remember one time you're like, I'm gonna live with my grandparents for a month, you know, and you just. Or for like a while, I think after your mission, you were living it was with before. your boyfriend. It was uh, my mom and I got into this huge fight, and she's like, "You should move out." I'm like, "All right, I will." And then like, she said, "You have till the end of the month." And then on the end of the month, I was like, moving to my grandparents' house, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "You freaking kicked me out!" But it was like I, I never did anything bad. But I don't know. It was just my mom was just this roller coaster, and so she was not a safe place for me. Like I love my mom, and she's very fun loving, but she's not safe. She would she would turn on you in an instant and then wonder why you're not talking to her. And so like I, I did like, I was always at your house when we were teenagers, I was always at Gus's house. I was always with Trent and Alex. Like when she was talking about having those guys on and that she hangs out with them. It's like, I haven't seen or talked to those guys forever. Like I love Alex and I love Trent and I have so many good memories with them, but it was just like those, those guys were my safe place. Because I did not feel that way at my house at all. Yeah. So I was thinking about that when she said like a week, a midweek sleepover. I'm like, that is like such a obvious things are not good at home. Like it's like a signal of like that, that home, like there's something tense is going on or something weird is going on. You know? So yeah, I was thinking about that. I love having her on. Um, we started talking like texting back and forth, like, just this year and it's been great. I I do want to I want to hang out with her more and go karaoke and barbecue all that stuff so want to meet crack I, and uh and see like see that tap face to face. Crack. Take off your shirt right now. <laughs> oh, by the way, my name's Gondo. <laughs> no, it was fun. I love that she was here in person. I can still see her right now with a big smile on her face. <laughs> but uh it was it was awesome. It was great to have her. I actually ran into her at the Philly not very long ago. It's like maybe a year ago? Yeah. Year and a half. And she was like Steve <laughs> talking to Elena. No, you're and, not uh, supposed to be here. <laughs> um No, it would be fun. Uh and she was with crack and I think it would be really fun to to get together for her birthday. Or have a barbecue anyway with a whole bunch of drone sausages. Yeah. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email, jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. So all the people that Elena called out, I'm, I'm going to be expecting to see an email. All 13 of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. And this has been another episode. Bye. Bye.